we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We are here in the final stretch of season nine of Beverly Hills, and it is part one of the reunion that we are going to be covering tonight. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Armin. Arms, how you doing? I'm good, just enjoying some bonbons. Okay, you Camille Grammer now? You Camille? <laughs> no, I'm not. I think I'm Denise Richards in this analogy. Okay, right? I love Denise Richards. Was that an accusation? Was Camille saying that Denise was just lounging around eating bonbons? No, I think she's talking about the perception that she has of her, that I think she, people have of her. Okay. And who she is and what it she does. It felt directed at Denise. I, we're, we'll get into this because I feel like there was some weirdness between Denise and Camille that was one-sided from Camille. So we'll get into this a little bit later, but we need to start from the beginning of the reunion and work our way through because Fair. we cannot get ahead of ourselves just yet. Because there is this was honestly a great part one to set up the entire rest of the reunion it's a very nice setup it was fun there was some drama ends on a cliffhanger yes i got some answers and some more clarification we have a new well i have i feel supported in a theory that i had and you feel supported in a theory that you had about the lucy lucy apple juicy gate that felt seasons ago and no when we were watching the the recap or like the what were they doing like the old shoots of right um, the whole Lucy Lucy crap. I was like, there's been so much else that's happened. I'm still on Provence. Like, I feel like that was the beginning of the season. Well, it's weird because at one point it felt like Lucy Lucy Apple Juice Gate would never end. Yeah. And then suddenly it disappeared so quickly that it's felt like so long ago. It's felt like, like I said, a whole different season ago. And the whole second half of the season was great as well. Like it was such, and I think it was so much fun and so much stuff happened with Camille and the ladies and just in general that it really kept us forgetting about the whole Lucy, Lucy, whatever thing. And and this isn't unprecedented. Uh, I can point to, for example, Roni season eight. You know, I love to point to Roni. It's my Mm -hmm. favorite. I rewatch it all the time, but the first half of the season was all about Bethany feuding with John, and then the second half is all about Tom and Luann. So this wouldn't be the first time where a narrative just like fo- like drops. Yeah, just ends. With, with zero mention of it after, and that's basically what happened, because any mention like adjacent to Lucy Lucy Applejuice was only about Lisa Vanderpump. But the actual name, Lucy Lucy Applejuice, just left... It, it, it disappeared from the ether, but that used to be the only four freaking words that we said on this podcast yeah, at one point. Yeah, we used to call point. it Yas. You know, we used to do. <laughs> we used to say Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. Yas, yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's back. It's back. She's back. It's back. But before we get into that, can we talk about the Anderson Cooper cameo at the beginning? Is that a first? Okay, so last, this Sunday on Real Housewives of Potomac, they showed Wendy Williams do her whole like shtick about the whole Michael Darby, Ashley Darby sexual assault allegations with the cameraman from Bravo. And it was like literally watching a clip from the Wendy Williams show. She's like, how you doing? She's like, I'm just going to talk about this. She's like, you don't suck other men's penis. Like I was like watching Wendy Williams on Bravo. So I feel, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like 
NBC Universal, with their push to go to their whole streaming services, are starting to connect the family a little bit more, which is crossover. You're, you're seeing people from E on Bravo. You're seeing people from Bravo on E. You're seeing people from Oxygen on Bravo. You know, the whole NBC Universal family is starting to get a more, I think, you know, mixed, and the networks are hanging out with each other, and you see people from you know, E and Bravo hanging out or Oxygen and E hanging out. And it's, it's interesting. They're making it one universe. Exactly. It's the NBC Universal Universe. So we also have <laughs> Jurassic Park in there. We'll see Kyle Richards and Dorinda go to Jurassic Park soon and um, hang with some dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> you know, the mummy, you know, Erica Jane and Bethany are going to be going to the mummy tomb. We've already seen them do yes. promos for movies, right? Like Godzilla, yeah, Dorinda and Sonya doing the Godzilla the promo. movies with yeah. the housewives. Have the housewives star okay. in them. Final Destination. I don't know if it's an NBC entity. I think it's like Lion you King love, or some shit. You love Final Destination. I do love Final Destination. I don't think a day goes by without you, act, without you referencing Final Destination. Because mortality is in front of us all the time. <laughs> Our and death you, is at our doorstep. You know what I love is that for you, that is the film that like symbolizes our struggle with mortality <laughs> most. There are so many amazing, brilliant films that deal with the struggle okay. of mortality. But for you, it's Final Destination. For Final Destination, the story is, for me, the moral that I get from it is <laughs> you can't fight your destiny. Your time is your time. When you leave the earth, you leave your earth. And, and it's you have final. to accept it. And right? it's final. You it's have final. to accept it. There's no getting There's away around destination. it. There's this destination. And once you yeah. get there, it's final. Okay, you know what? <laughs> final, final Destination spoke to me on multiple levels Which in one? my life. All of them. I've seen every Final Even Destination. Even the seventh one? I don't know if there is a seventh oh, no, one. I'm messing with you. I was about to be like, Armin, I, there's not some Final Destinations, but they are remaking Final Destination. Right, Final Destination 3D. No, I'm messing it's with you. I was but literally, I was like, Armin, I, I, I read the trades, I know. Two Final, Two Destination. Yeah, two, two Final. The Destination. <laughs> I'm just, we're just doing Fast and Furious. like uh, Final Five. <laughs> okay, moving forward. But I did like seeing Anderson Cooper being like, ooh, what's the tea? Like, Camille's right. coming. LVV is not there. And every response was literally, ooh. 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 <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me a people's couch, but with celebrities. That's what we need. Would you accept Anderson Cooper as the moderator for a reunion? I would. Okay. I think I think it would be a very different reunion. I think he's a little bit more investigative and has that journalism arm that I don't think is our Andy's is as strong. <laughs> you know, Andy's a little. You know, Andy knows his women and he knows how to like cut in and do stuff. But with, if Anderson was, you know, holding and holding court with these women, I also think it would be more dry. It would be it would be a little drier. It'd be more like looking for the facts, and he would yeah. be he wouldn't be as fun as Andy is. Yeah, Andy adds some charm. Exactly, and I like that. He has he's see, a good fit for it, in my exactly. opinion. Exactly. We had this whole conversation on our live watch of the finale. Yes, we which did. we posted on Patreon, and you had a great suggestion uh, for Andy's replacement. Uh, but maybe people have to check out Patreon to find out who it was. I might have to check out Patreon to find out who it <laughs> you was. You don't remember who you suggested? You know, you actually suggested two people. You know, sometimes should I reveal one? It was you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No, you made a more serious suggestion later. Oh. But but you you were the first one to replace Andy. You said yourself. I well, think you'd that, be good. I think you. That actually, makes sense. Like yeah, I, who, I think it makes sense. If I could get the job to anyone in the world, who the else would I give it to besides <laughs> Me. myself? Yeah, it's like let's be real. Who else I'm would nice I give a super nice. lucrative job to? It's not even that. But me. You would have fun every day at work. Oh, you yeah. know, he's having a great time. I mean, I'd get to do this, basically what I do 
yeah. every day here, every right. day on Bravo. Exactly. I mean, it's a good gig. We'll see. Um, Eddie's gunning for you, Andy. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe, maybe for to be Mister Andy. <laughs> Could you imagine me like raising <laughs> the first Benjamin? <laughs> oh my God! I, I, it'd be like a. Whew. There's a lot of situations we've seen. Joe from uh, OC, <laughs> season one. <laughs> god um let's dive into it though let's dive in because it starts off where everyone is wanting to know you know what's gonna go down with lvp is she gonna come is she not gonna come what do you think about andy's reaction to lvp not showing up versus andy's reaction to adrian's no show i think andy was (sighs) see this is where it gets tricky i think he's very upset by both of them I think he's kind of playing court a little bit was, nicer I with LVP. I think he was LVP. far more diplomatic to LVP. And I think it's because LVP has other entities on the Bravo network. He exactly. still is a producer on Vanderpump Rules. He still has helped being create these shows. Like Vanderpump Vegas could be yeah, LVP, coming up. LVP is going to still be a Bravo celebrity. LVP is going to still be in the Bravo universe. So it's not like Adrian where it's like, okay, you're only connect to Bravo was Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you leave, adios, buy, suck a new one. Take you to the curb. Yeah. Whereas like with LVP, she's still going to be around. He's still going to have to see her. She's a big figure in Los Angeles and West Hollywood, which, you know, he spends a good amount of time in as well. So we think he has to be a little bit more diplomatic. And he said in a Bravo Insider, like extra Daily Dish video online, he said, he was 50-50 about whether or not she would come. 50% thought she was going to come and just slay it and just, you know, take down the ladies and prove her point and, you know, kill it. Music in the other half was her not going to come because she doesn't like confrontation. That's not who she is. And it was going to go either way. I also think that after nine years, they've developed a certain bond that he couldn't have created with Adrian after three. Exactly. She's Lisa's been around for a lot longer. Lisa's yeah. a lot more respected in the community. I mean, we, we were rewatching season five yeah. recently for our Housewives Herstory, which part one came out. If you want to get all three parts right now, just check out our Patreon. But I really liked LVP that season because she was playing the game. Yes. She had the season before she had a Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy kind of season where they yes. tried to take her down. And, and, they, comes, and they did in a way. They did. And she comes from the flames and right. she totally is in the power now and brand leading the pack. Exactly. She, as her tagline says. As her says. tagline says, mm-hmm. they threw her to the wolves and she came back leading the pack. And I think she could have done that. And I think the other ladies were expecting her to do that as well. I think she could have too. Uh, I did love though, Andy showing the clip of him talking about Adrian leaving and asking Lisa her opinion and her going, well, you know, it's bad that she didn't show up. Yep. You know, it's bad that she talked to the press before and didn't talk to the ladies and it's very cowardly. And basically all the stuff that LVP essentially did in regards to the reunion. Allegedly. At least in regards to leaking stories. Well, no, no, it wasn't even leaking the story. She talked to the press saying she quit the show before... She told Andy that she was going to come and quit the show, that she wasn't going to come because I if see. she didn't show up, she would have gotten fired by quitting beforehand. And this is what Kyle said. She got in front of the like right. everything and was able to kind of get out. Preemptively ended her time on the show. Exactly. Not to get fired. Exactly. Not to get fired. And so she quit instead. But LVP was- in season three wasn't referring to something like that. She was referring to like actual allegations of Adrian leaking stories to the press. 
similar to how no that is true which is which lvp is the was same, accused in this season but they also said she talked to the Adrian talked to the press instead of coming to the reunion. And right. that's, that's what upset them as well, uh-huh. which is where Lisa also kind of went on her on that, which Lisa did as well. She talked to the press before and didn't talk to the ladies. It was quite ironic. It was, it was a little bit hypocritical and it was like, you know what? I think, I don't know if Lisa will watch the show, but I think it would be nice for her to watch and kind of see, you know what? I had these feelings five six years ago six i don't know math that's why i'm up i do podcasting (laughs) she did it like what six years ago she said these things but if they were part of her like moral code and part of who she was she would still hold that true today now i understand the circumstances are different because she has gone through a lot of loss in her life and it was difficult and it was everyone against her which i understand as well but you know sometimes you just got to stick it up and, you know, hold your ground and be true in your conviction. And I feel like she kind of floundered. And I feel like the ladies felt like she let them down as well. Even though, you know, they were upset at her. They were re- willing to, even if they had to agree to disagree, they would at least have the conversations that needed to be had, which I think is very important regardless. Well, Dorit said she doesn't think LVP is capable of agreeing to disagree. I liked when Lisa was like, I keep looking for the back door. Like, she, like, <laughs> thinks LVP is just going to, like, walk in. So, obviously, it's spoiled for us that she doesn't show up. But what do you think of the fact that Rena and Teddy, at this point in the reunion, think that LVP is going to show up? Um, Teddy thinks for the theatrics. Rena just thinks she's going to show up. What do you think about that? I, I, I think there was no chance. I, at some point, it was clearly not going to happen. Well, I mean, at that moment, they didn't know. And we didn't know. But it seems that the other castmates think she's not showing up. But I, Teddy and Rina are holding on to her. I would be like that, too, because I'd be like, dude, like she's going to show up at any moment. Like I'd be scared because really? it's TV. You want to go for the most like shock factor, which is why I think they brought Camille in. I guess it would have been cool. Well, Camille was well, gonna, Camille was like a show yeah, anyways. She but was a she big also, part of the she narrative. She wasn't going to show up either. She said she wasn't going to come. You're right. And guess what? She showed up. They probably incentivized her financially, I'm I mean, guessing. That's all she cares about is money anyway, so, <laughs> you know. So, Kyle Richards. Yes. Brings a gift. Yes. For LVP. From her birthday that she wasn't able to give her. Yep, for LVP's birthday, a pair of Manolo Blahniks. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I thought that was honestly very sweet of Kyle. It was. I thought it was an olive branch, and I think if she was able to... I think they, the shoes, we never got to see them, but I'm sure they were very LVP and maybe had a connection to a part in their lives or a, like, you know, it represented something that they had together. I mean, Manolo Blahniks are expensive. Yeah, they're not cheap shoes either, but these yeah. that's like buying like sneakers for your friends. Fair. You know, like the, I want to go them, pick up, to them. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I want to pick up a pair of Vans for my friend for his birthday. I got some <laughs> Manolo Blahniks. Um, well, I just know how much Manolo Blahniks mean because of Sex and the City. Which I just started watching, by the way. I'm on season four now. You've never seen I've Sex and the City? I've never seen it. How? I've seen it like four times. I know. I'm I'm bad. but, but So I, you know how much Carrie loves Mano- yeah. Manolo Blahniks. Uh, yeah. I That's where I learned about Manolo Blahniks. Really? Yeah, Was from time. Sex and the City? Well, be- because she can't Say Manolo Blahniks like one more time. Manolo literally Bl- I love like, saying it. I think it's a great name. I feel like if you have a great name like that, you have to succeed. Manolo Blahnik. Eddie Estrada. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I don't, I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if Eddie Estrada has the same cachet as Manolo Blahnik. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. 
Bitch, bitch, bitch. Um, but I thought it was a very sweet gesture. And I, I thought it was nice where Andy was like, well, if she's not coming, I'm opening. And she's like, no, you're not going to open it. I'm going to messenger it to her, deliver it to her if she doesn't, you know, come here. And I think that's a very nice gesture. Um, you know, even if you can't be with someone and let them know how you feel and how you care. And if you know that you miss their birthday or something happens, it's the thought that counts. And it's even if it's, even it's later, you know, it's, she was just trying to be a good friend. And I think it, it, it shows Kyle's character and her dignity and her, that she does have a strong moral code because I it, that takes a lot of guts. But like you said, it's just like a pair of vans. She might she should have really bought her a yacht or something. You're gonna. I would not buy my friend a yacht <laughs> if I wanted them to be my friend again. I'd be like, I got you these shoes that mean a lot. I would make someone like a card or something. Ooh yeah, craftsmanship, arts and crafts. You know me. You hey, know me. I like that. I like the personal touch actually. So if Kyle did that, I think LVP would have to forgive her. Well, let's move on from this because they did not take this much time on it and we are taking a lot more time than they did on it. Well, I love Manolo Blahniks. I, if you say that one more time, I'm literally going <laughs> to erase it from your memory. It's going to be like that yesterday movie. Forget the Beatles, forget the shoes. Talking about, What shoes? <laughs> so Denise Richards um, <laughs> gives a little bit insight into her life and her divorce to Charlie Sheen while they were divorcing, right? Or while they were together, that's when he got two and a half men. And so she technically could have gotten half of all of the income from two and a half men, which Charlie Sheen made like hundreds of millions of dollars. Absurd amounts of money. And he will continue to do so because that show is in syndication. She could have been set for life, but she only went for like 5 million. I guess Charlie was broke when they went through the divorce. At that time, it was... Well, he... He was bankrupt when they got together, when they first yeah. oh, got that's, married. Oh, that's that's what it was. And, and then, then were, he gets two and a half men. Yeah, and then yeah. he was like near broke at the like the something else, right? Or he was he was spending a lot of money when they were you know close to the divorce. So she felt like because of the way that they were, they didn't have a prenup. Yep. Because he was poor. Right. And then afterwards, you know, she wanted to leave it amicably. I feel like, and I feel like this ta- speaks to Denise's heart that even though Charlie was bitterly a demon to her, <laughs> as we all have, we all have heard the story. Charlie Sheen was not a good guy right. to Denise Richards, to her family, to many people in his life. Yep. Um, he's been doing better. I think, you know, yeah. he's, he's she definitely, saying. he, uh, you know, he did, he was diagnosed with HIV and he does a lot of work now for funding and for research for, you know, other people who have that disease, which is, I think, fantastic. And um, I just think, again, I think it speaks to Denise's character. Like I was saying, you know, she is a very kind soul. She's a very good person and she doesn't need much. She just wants to be happy. And we saw that with her flashbacks. You know, everyone has these clothes and she's like, (laughs) I wore my crystal shorts I thought were nice. Like, she's just real. She's comfortable with herself. You know, she doesn't need to one up the the other women with, you know, expensive jewelry or the most expensive wardrobe. She, and by the way, not to like ridicule that because fashion is cool. Fashion is cool. Fashion is cool. And having a great taste in fashion isn't something to be ashamed of at all. Um, however, you know, I think in on these shows sometimes there's like a pressure to like keep up with the Joneses. Yes. But she doesn't feel that pressure. No. Fashion isn't her thing. Not that she's not fashionable, by the way. But she doesn't need to, you know, be dressed to the nines constantly and whatnot. And 
she's just secure in who she is. Yeah. And it really shows. It right definitely off the bat. shows. And the comfortability of her, I I said it on our Twitter. I was like, she's a fresh breath air. Breath of fresh air? Yeah. Yeah. Did I say fresh of breath air? Yeah. She's the fresh breath of Bel Air. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, we should make sure to say fresh breath of Bel Air. <laughs> fresh breath. And then have a picture of Denise, Denise Richard on it in like the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air hat or on the throne. I'm telling you, Camille, if you're listening, graphic design this. And she's in Brazil right fresh now. Fresh breath. From Brazil. Come to Brazil. <laughs> Oh man, no, she's great. She's great. One of the all-time great opening seasons for a housewife. Um, I also really liked when she was talking about being a mother to Eloise, and it kind of yeah. it kind of started a conversation about motherhood between all of the ladies, um, especially Dorit, who you know was kind of seeing a little bit of Jagger in Eloise because Eloise was missing a lot of milestones. She wasn't speaking. She still does not speak, and because of that, Denise took her in to go get checked and kind of figured out what is going on with her little one. Um, and she has something wrong with one of her chromosomes. So she has developmental issues. Um, she can't speak and she needs care 24 seven because, you know, she's developmentally challenged. And when Dorit was listening to this, she was remembering back to when Jagger was delayed with his speaking right? and how she was nervous that maybe the same things were happening with Eloise, you know, in her mind, she was like, you know, it could have gone the other way. Cause you know, Jagger can talk now. Jagger is hitting milestones. He's doing very well. Dorit says, but you know, in that moment she's in tears because she's like, my life could have been completely different. But as she said, your number one goal is to protect your child yeah, and to be there with your child. So any struggle they go through, you want to be there for them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, and that was great. Cause you know, Denise was like, it's hard, but at the end of the day, there's so many great things I love about Eloise. Like she's such a free spirit and she's so kind and so sweet that, yeah. you know, all the, all the hard stuff doesn't matter at the end of the day because I'm so in love with her, which I thought was like, it broke my, it like didn't break my heart. It made my heart swell three sizes too big, like the freaking Grinch. <laughs> Gosh, Beverly Hills. I think we all got teary eyed there. There was a quick little. Mo- Kyle Richards moment which I thought was interesting when yes. Erica Jane I guess it wasn't that quick but there was this moment where Erica Jane says that Kyle Richards is the true queen of, of Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills which is if you guys were not following and I mean if you're listening to Beverly Hills you probably were following on Twitter all the drama um, everyone was saying the real queen of Beverly Hills is Lisa Vanderpump. No one, no one will ever be able to rule the throne like Lisa Vanderpump. Like she's the one true queen. When she leaves, the the kingdom will crumble. <laughs> well, I feel like for a very long time, it's been accepted that LVP is the alpha of the show. She was. For she's a very the queen long time. of BH. Right. She carries the largest diamond. So for but Kyle for Richards Eric, has always been in the middle diamond because she was the start of the show. They formed the show around Kyle Richards. She's an OG, of course, and I feel like obviously Erica was making a statement uh, not only to the cast, who all agreed with her, yeah, uh, but but to the fans. Do you agree with Erica? I agree. I mean, my thing is, I think, for, like we said for a while, Lisa Vanderpump was the was the queen of Beverly Hills, but I do think we owe Kyle Richards a little bit more credit because. She, you know, Andy has said in the past that he was, you know, indifferent or was not 100% sold on the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as a whole until he saw Lisa Vanderpump to kind of round out the cast as kind of like, oh, this could be interesting. Yeah. But Lisa was a friend of Kyle's. Kim was a friend of Kyle's. The show started with Kyle Richards as the center of Diamond, as the center figure. She's been an OG since the beginning. Right. 
She hasn't left. She was never demoted to a friend of. And so I think Erica's right in the sense now by saying, you know, she's the one true queen of Beverly Hills because look who's here. The other queen isn't here. She's the last one standing. She's the last one standing. Whereas in Vicky's case, for OC, Vicky was the OG of the OC. She's, you know, was queen of that castle as much as you hate to say it. Whether she was the good queen or the bad queen. Right. She's chopping off your head or giving you roses. She was it. <laughs> but she's a friend of the housewife now. But I still don't think Tamara's going to be the queen because yeah. Vicky's still on the show. She's just... it's Because it, it's, it's weird like that. And I, I think... If LVP was still a friend of, she would still be like in contention of Queen yeah. of Beverly Hills. But it, since she's completely gone, Kyle holds the throne. And Kyle was at the center of a lot of drama early on with her with her relationship with her sister, Kim. Still your goddamn house. <laughs> so I just feel like for a few seasons, she kind of got a little boring, to be honest. Yeah, but I'm, I'm back into Kyle, I think, now. I think especially the stuff with her sisters is very interesting. And I like how she's getting a little bit more comfortable in her role as OG. Like, what's the last great Kyle season? Season four? Before this one? Where she was really in the mix? Yeah. But I think she's going to get back into the mix next season. Maybe season season five, I guess. Yeah. There was a little bit with... No, there was actually a lot with Kim, now that I say it. There was a lot. Oh, no, no. Season five, we just did The Housewives History. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the whole drama between Kim and Kyle, where they were literally the reunion. Right, right. And then season six is the Munchhausen. Her and Kim and... Her and Brandy was a big part of season yeah. five. So the season five was her last, would, I think. Would be the last one. But that's only four seasons ago. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, LVP doesn't always get in the mix either, but she does a good job master manipulating. Yeah. And uh, you could you could even make the play that first season Yolanda was or was queen and master manipulator, you know, even though she was season OG. four. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, the crown can change. That's okay. We've seen for whatever it in Game reason, LVP's presence looms large in the show. To it me, does. maybe it's because of Vanderpump Rules. You know, I'm such a huge fan of Vanderpump. No, and Rules. I think it is, and I think it is because she has multiple shows. She got a lot of attention. But for me, I, I think for me, I was always drawn to the Richard sisters, right? Because I was really drawn to Kim, and I was really drawn to Kyle and their relationship. Yeah. But I think, I think now, I think my favorite is Lisa Renna. Oh, wow. But you've known this. You don't act, oh, wow, like you don't know Lisa Renna's my oh, favorite. Oh, but I thought you were talking about for the queen, for favorite to be the no, queen. No, no, no. Oh, okay. But I think Lisa Renna is making some very smart, Making some moves, making some power moves. Plays <laughs> this season and last. Uh, speaking of smart, calculated plays, you know who isn't making them? <laughs> Camille uh, Grammer. <laughs> yeah. She comes uh, in, not hot, but like with... In my opinion, passive aggressive jabs. But you were She's saying got, to start like, the podcast. On her shoulder. Yeah, but you were saying you didn't think that she was jabbing at Denise, just more so defending herself. I kind of thought that there was strong tension between her and Denise. Oh no, there was strong when, tension when she came in. Um, Denise is clearly uncomfortable by Camille's presence, and when they start talking about the divorce and how uh, Denise didn't take half, that's when uh, Camille. Seems, in my opinion, to take pot shots at Denise saying like, well, you know, I wasn't just sitting back and eating bonbons. You know, I was working really hard. To me, it kind of seemed like that's how she was justifying uh, the fact that she took half. Um, By the way, nothing wrong with taking half. I mean, but no, I, and the why thing take is, pot is, shots at Denise? You don't see it that way. I though. don't see it that way. I see as Camille trying to like more defend herself or why she deserved 
half because if you look at Denise Richards, Denise Richards had a whole career and a whole persona beyond her husband. Yeah, she was Charlie Sheen's wife, but she was Denise freaking Richards. Camille Grammer, I didn't know Camille Grammer's real name until she married well i don't even know her real name because Meyer is not a real name it's her husband's name right or is it her maiden no it, it is her husband's didn't andy say it though in this reunion he yeah. said it. he said some long name i just but do i remember no, no. i don't remember. do i care no but do i care who denise richards is yes yeah so i feel like camille was and we see this when it goes to the 10 minutes later when they take the lunch and she's still so she's like i don't get all this divorce stuff with denise like i don't understand like why she's trying to like she feels like denise is attacking her by being like i only took 5 million like right. everyone's divorce is different and then when camille starts you know talking about oh i took half like blah 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 and she's kind of questioning why denise didn't do it denise was like well my husband was broke and then camille's like oh well i wasn't following you sorry i didn't yeah, follow yeah. i didn't follow that story and everyone's like what and like, denise is cracking up like you don't have to follow me i don't give like, a shit yeah she's like i don't care and then it's funny because then camille goes into the back room is getting her hair done and she's like still like I just don't understand Denise. Like, I don't understand like why, why she's coming for me. And Denise is like, I think Camille is crazy. I don't understand why she's hung up on this money and the divorce thing. Like it's, you know, I think she's just a miserable person. And I was like, Denise, you've got it right. Like this woman is just so hung up on you. And I think she's like jealous. You know what the real scandal is? That Denise has never had a bonbon before. I, How has she never had a bonbon before? Have you had a bonbon? I don't know what a bonbon is. What? Are you being real? I'm dead serious. It's it's a little ice cream coated, like a vanilla ice cream coated in chocolate. Oh, like dips. Dips, I you mean dips. Dips, yeah. It is dips. Dips are small bonbons. Okay, so I don't really like ice cream, which is another weird For thing real? about me. Yeah. I, uh, Who doesn't like ice cream? I have a thing with sweets sometimes. Like I'll eat like chocolate here and there, but yeah. like I don't really like cake. I don't like cupcakes. Bonbons like- are a classic movie theater snack i thought you get your popcorn you get the french i thought that was like a marie antoinette kind of thing that's why i was like let them (laughs) eat bonbons (laughs) you owe me a bonbon how how big are they they're not very big okay yeah let's have bonbons we'll go size of a golf ball we'll go get bonbons yeah let's get them seriously okay i'm i mean that's our next project (laughs) our next project next hot and bravo project we're we're going to get get bonbons um let's Let's talk, talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's talk about <laughs> I went for it. I I I don't think uh, they've ever. This group has ever talked about sex more. No. Uh, other other franchises talk about sex all the time. Bh usually doesn't. I mean, you have Roni, who's literally they're always that, talking that's about. That's the only topic. <laughs> but they're all single, so you know they're trying to have sex. Though so the reason the sex gets brought up is because of. Denise. Denise. The eggplant counter. She's like, I only brought up his penis once. Eggplant counter comes <laughs> up. It's like, ding, eggplant, ding, ding. Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. That, that was a lot of eggplants. I was... <laughs> Denise talks a lot about her and Aaron. And some of it is just a little bit like... Okay, my thing is... Do you find it aspirational? <laughs> no. Once I, a day? No. No, no, not like that. But like, <laughs> my thing is like the... I'm a, I guess I'm a little bit more prude. You know this. I'm flirty dirty. I don't think I could ever like be like, oh yeah, bigger than a shoe or like <laughs> once a day or like, yeah, he got whacked off by this old lady and was like super embarrassed where like I got my happy ending. It's very different from what Erica said. Like it's, I, I love her for it. I love her ability to be free and open. But like me, I, I literally get nervous. I got nervous. I, I wish that the other housewives answered Andy's question, but they didn't. Nobody answered Andy's question. Well, Lisa, when he said, 
Oh, well, what were we no, saying? No, no. Well, they didn't really. They were like, oh, um, are you guys close? Are you guys closer to Teddy's two a week or Denise's seven times a week? And, and they were all like, none of us are close to Denise, but they didn't answer the question. Well, Lisa Brennan said her and Harry Hamlin are hella kinky. True, but she didn't say how many times a week, but I guess that doesn't matter. Who cares? But yeah, she did say that they are kinky. She said, I, I she said they do role play. I bet you they have a box of costumes in their room. I bet you in their house. Do you think Rinna plays Erica Jane ever? I bet you they do. So Hamlin Hamlin's had sex with Erica Jane. Yeah, and <laughs> Lisa's had sex with Girardi. <laughs> do you um, think Hamlin played Girardi once? <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe you, you know maybe uh, uh, Rinna was Aaron Brockovich and <laughs> and Hamlin was uh, Tom Girardi. You know, I know what their favorite characters are. Huh. Lisa Rinna is LVP, and <gasps> Harry Hamlin is Stop. Jiggy. <laughs> You're the, you're the worst. I thought you were going to say Ken. No, it was Jiggy. Ruff, 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 ruff. Oh, I hate pop. that. I hate that. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, I know. I would, you know, I, I'm watching, rewatching Veronica Mars right now because the new season's coming out at the end right. of the month. And for those who don't know, Lisa Renna and Harry Hamlin were huge on the first season. They like, I'm not going to ruin anything for you, but they're big characters. So if you want to watch some Hamlin and Renna primetime, <laughs> check it out on Hulu. That's crazy. All right, let's finish with what the episode finished with, which is a very brief yes. talk about what we learned about the Applegate situation and <laughs> Christina Applegate Chris- dead to me. Great show, <laughs> but Emmy nominated. Ooh. Congratulations, Miss Applegate. Congrats. Also pissed. No Bravo shows besides Top Chef are nominated. Is Bravo shows. Roni deserved it all. I, I would love for Roni to get nominated. I think it deserves a nomination, uh, but I don't think Bravo They're shows are They're doing diners, typically... drive-ins, and dives again, and they ain't going to give me no Roni on there. <laughs> Guy Fieri had his time. He got Grand Theft auto by some bitch. <laughs> That's true. Check out Holly Shook. <laughs> Check out the Holly Shook podcast for uh, more celebrity scandal stories, uh, including Guy Fieri getting his Car-jacked. car stolen, his Lamborghini. That's a wild story. That one's insane. So anyway, uh, but back to it, back to this. Um, Lucy Lucy Apple Juice Gate gets briefly mentioned. It's going to be a heavy topic of part two, I believe. But we did get a couple very, very juicy nuggets. We did. We first find out that Teddy did not conspire directly with LVP for this. Which is interesting. Which is interesting. It was always conversations between her, John Blizzard, and Sessa with Ken and Lisa on the other line. They never directly contacted them. Which... Put up a red flag for me. Then what else did we find? I forgot. What was the other? Well, Dorit mentions. Oh, yes. yes. And this was your thing. So we'll talk about our theories after. So, of course, Andy calls out Teddy saying how you always talk about accountability, but you weren't really holding yourself accountable. And, you know, Teddy apologizes for at one point agreeing to carry out LVP's plan. And Dorit said something that I found fascinating because... It was a theory of mine for a very long time. And that is, she said, I felt like uh, the reason Teddy didn't carry out the plan wasn't out of her moral conscience. It was because she didn't want to be the only person to carry out LVP's plan. Yes. Now, if you remember... One of the reasons why I wasn't super anti-LVP and I was very... Uh, cynical about Teddy's perspective. It was the main reason was because I felt like basically what Dorit said. Teddy wasn't 
turning on LVP um, because she realized that this was wrong. She was turning on LVP because she went to that shoot that day and she thought her and LVP were going to talk about the Dorit dog situation. Together. Together. And when LVP was like, I don't want to talk about it, she realized, oh, we're not, we are not setting up Dorit. LVP is setting us up, right? And that, that kind of, to me, displays the fact that Teddy wasn't backing out because it was the right thing to do. She just didn't want to potentially get screwed over. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it definitely was a play to get Teddy to be the one to bring up the Dorit drama. And how do you not realize that's, what, what, that's what's happening, Teddy? Like, you kind of are a sucker. But my thing is, is I don't even know if it was all LVP anymore. And now this is a fascinating POV. I want to hear this. So when I was listening to the conversations that they were having and Teddy going, I only talked to Cesar John or Cesar Blizzard and then the others would be on the line and it was all kind of, there was a bunch of phone calls and planning this out and text messages. And I mean, she has text messages between Blizzard and Blizzard saying that he heard stuff from like Lisa and Ken and you know all this weirdness and I got to thinking I was like what if this was not Lisa Vanderpump if this was the Johns and Ken who understood that if Lisa because this obviously upset Lisa very much and I think Ken being the doting husband that he is and the fighter for Lisa that he's always been was like this woman needs to pay for what she did so worked with the Sesas to get this plan going Obviously, oh, the, I call them the Sasas. Oh, sorry, the Johns. <laughs> um, worked in the Johns to this plan. Let Lisa know about it because she was going to have to be involved as well because she wasn't. Her hands aren't completely clean, but I don't think she's a manipulator. I don't think she's the mastermind behind this. And Loop and Teddy. Then they had the plan to have Teddy just take the fall because if Lisa was in it and pushing Teddy and getting her to feel comfortable about it, or was there at the shoot, which obviously Sessa and Blizzard had help set up. You know, put two and two together. I Where can, there's smoke, there's fire. I can really get behind this theory because the execution of this plan lacked grace. And that's surprising from a typical LVP plan. I think it was Ken coming into her rescue because she was so devastated by everything else that was going on in her life. And who's the one that gets the text messages from Sesa? Who's the one that's fighting to prove it's Lisa's Ken. wrong? It's always Ken. So I think... I'm going to say on this podcast, I apologize. I've always said I was pro Vanderpump, but anti-LVP this season because of the way that she was acting. But now I feel bad because I think Ken was the one who put her into the situation. And guess what? And then she got got caught in the chaos. Exactly. And then it made her look like the liar and it made her look like the thing because the woman probably only saw Lisa and she does have a track record of doing this before. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, your hands aren't red for this exact crime. But we don't know if we can trust that you weren't completely involved in it because, boy, cry wolf, how many times? We ain't going to believe you. The moment that really sticks out for me is uh, at that Vanderpump Dogs shoot where LVP just doesn't look comfortable with it. And I feel like... But she, she knows what's about to go on. But she kind of knows and she's like, let's not talk about this. No, I'm done. And she totally shuts it down. And doesn't really allow it to go through, actually. She really shuts, she it, down, shuts it down. kind of shuts it down. But it becomes this awkward situation because uh, they all have to acknowledge that something was just about to go down and something was briefly brought up. So 
in my opinion, in a typical graceful LVP plan, she just wouldn't have acted that way. No, she wouldn't have called someone out. And that's the thing because she's all about working in the, in the background. And I think that's where the plan basically where it was going to fail regardless. And by the way, I don't think she's, she's unique in that. Just, I want to quickly get that out of the way. I don't think she's unique in doing that. I don't think she's, she is a Bobby Fisher. They, they all, all do this. You that's, have to that's be. That's the game. You, you have know, to be. Roni is like the one show where they kind of don't, don't dabble in this. But all the other ones, look at New Jersey, for example. Teresa constantly kind of planting stuff. Even Melissa doing um, it. Giselle Bryant on Potomac. She literally got they called out because all do they, it. Kicked, they kicked Ashley out of the party on Sunday, or two weeks ago. And Giselle's like, we need to bring her back in. We need to right. let her know. And she's like, and she has... She goes, I heard some things, but I'm going to pass the torch to Robin because she's the one. And she's like, well, I didn't bring it up. I wasn't the one. What did Phaedra just, do for nine seasons of Atlanta? Now the villain. Come on. That's just, that's the name no, of the I game. No, I don't think she's unique in it at all. But I do think that this was a very poorly planned out situation. And I think we have to blame Johns and the Ken. And I am sorry. And I can accept defeat and understand <laughs> that I was wrong. In my, you know, this is what happened with the Carol Bethany situation. Yeah, too. I was about to say this is your second mea culpa on the yeah, podcast. But it's it's because I don't get all the information, and for right. me, my thing is is like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say something. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go where the clues are pointing to me right now. I'm gonna go with what I see and what I feel. You're following based the on, breadcrumbs. Yeah, I'm following the breadcrumbs, and I'm looking at all the evidence and clues, and I'm like, okay, from my own understanding she was behind this but and i even said i think back in the day i think ken's behind this yeah you've always been adamant that ken played a larger role than than was illustrated on the show and i think when i found out that teddy never actually directly spoke to lisa in this situation and it was all through the sesas it was ken it was always ken well there are going to be a, a lot more details uh revealed in, in part two in oh opinion. i'm so ready yeah. And if you guys want to make sure you don't miss a single one of these recaps or any of our other recaps that we've been casually like mentioning here and there, please make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. We also just came out with part one of our Housewives Herstory, where we are recapping season five of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in full. That includes the Amsterdam trip, Poker Night, Brandy Glanville, the intro of Eileen and Lisa. Part one's out now, but if you want to get all three parts today, you can find our Patreon. And for just $2 at patreon.com slash hot and bravo, you'll get that podcast and so much more. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye.